are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with y'all on this Wednesday, a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the New York Knicks, the surprising Knicks, at home in the Smoothie King Center. I'm going to preview that game coming up in the third segment of today's show, but I want to touch on a couple of other things i wanted to do some looking at lineups but the nba's stats website they've changed it kind of sucks right now and that crashed so i can't so let's look at the future schedule because i went on hard in the paint with david grubb and we talked about this it's not as easy as you might think and this will maybe really give us a test of what this pelicans team is made of then the pelicans made a couple of roster moves involving isaiah thomas and some two-way guys we'll touch on those do they matter for the team in the stretch run and then of course talk about the New York Knicks. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. Today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week coming up later in the episode. So the Pelicans are still in the hunt for the 10th spot in the Western Conference. And at one point, they looks like maybe the schedule could break in their favor. Even though they're on the outside looking in, to a degree, I think you can say they control their own destiny. And that's because of some of the teams that they play coming up. When you look at it, in terms of teams left over the final 18 games, you get the Golden State Warriors three times, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the Orlando Magic, and the Washington Wizards being some of the easier teams that you play. Now, they have those easy teams on the schedule, but they also play some tough ones, but maybe it works out well in their favor. They've got to go on the road to play Philadelphia, but as we talked about in yesterday's show, on Monday's show, I think Philadelphia is actually a really good matchup for New Orleans. You get the Brooklyn Nets, and yeah, that's probably going to be a loss. You get the Clippers. They're they're beatable at times. New Orleans has, uh, has done it. You get the Denver Nuggets, who now are going to be without Jamal Murray the rest of the season, and then you also have the Los Angeles Lakers, but that Lakers game could go either way. It's the final game of the regular season, and they won last night in a game they really needed to win because they've been falling in the standings without Anthony Davis or LeBron James, and right now, for what we thought was going to be the number one team in the Western Conference, they're currently fifth, and when you look at it, they're only four games up in the win column on the Dallas Mavericks. They very well could be in the play-in tournament, and if they are, this game becomes tough because they're not going to rest anybody. But if they're out of the play-in tournament, if they're safely in six or better, and they're solidly in the playoffs, they don't need to worry anymore, this probably becomes a winnable game for New Orleans. And the season may hinge on that, the final one in the Smoothie King Center. Prior to that, though, New Orleans is on a five-game road trip to end the season against the, you know, uh, and it's not going to necessarily be an, an easy stretch. They play at Charlotte, at Memphis, at Dallas at the Golden State Warriors, and they also start that road trip at Philadelphia. It's the three games against the Warriors that are going to make or break their season. And at this point, I don't know really what to make of the Warriors other than they're not good. But do you trust this team to guard Steph Curry whatsoever? 
three games left against the team that you're chasing in the standings really does mean that if you win those, all three, or go two and one, you're in a really, really good spot um, to try and get into the play-in tournament and at least sniff, sniff the postseason. And if they can contain Steph Curry, which is easier said than done, right? Even as bad as that Warriors team is, and they just lost James Wiseman for the rest of the regular season, or most likely, um, they aren't losing as much as you would like. They just beat the Denver Nuggets and Jamal Murray didn't get hurt until the final minute of that game. So when you look at this, though the strength of schedule is kind of easier, it still is going to be tough and it's likely going to come down to those games against the uh, Golden State Warriors. The other games that they play, the easy ones you would call the Minnesota Timberwolves, they've got DeAndre Russell back and he's been lighting it up recently over his past three games before last night's game, yesterday's game really, I should say they didn't play in the night. He's been averaging close to 28 points per game. The Orlando Magic had punched New Orleans in the face earlier in the year and kind of surprised them with a win. And then you also get the Washington Wizards who... Just beat the Utah Jazz on the road, ending the Jazz's uh, 27-home game winning streak. And then the Oklahoma City Thunder, who also beat New Orleans. New Orleans doesn't tend to take care of business against bad teams. So even though they are playing some of that easier stretch, for this team, I'm not really sure. But if they manage to take care of business against the Warriors and of those bad teams, they should be into the play-in tournament. And they've got to like their odds right now and feel like they control their own destiny to a certain degree. And you're not playing a team like the Utah Jazz or the Phoenix Suns or some of those other top teams in the Western Conference, which should make you feel at least kind of good that you get those out of the way. And who knows what's going to be going on with Dallas when they play them too. Dallas could be in sixth. But they could also be fighting for that seventh spot, eighth spot to not have to deal with the playing tournament and might really go at New Orleans in this game. So a lot's still up in the air. And while the strength of schedule looks all right, it's probably not as easy as we think. And it really comes down to whether or not you think New Orleans can beat the Golden State Warriors in three games. So it's time for the Ultra Player of the Week. And look, Zion Williamson can win this every single week. But I want to go with someone a little bit different. I've been just... Loving the play of Jackson Hayes over his recent stretch since he came back from a couple of DNPs and being on the bench. And he's been an instrumental part of what this team is trying to do. And you can tell how much fun he's having out there on the court. And that's kind of the essence of the Michelob Ultra player of the week. They say enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. You can't be miserable being out there on the court. And if you're having fun, joy basically creates success. And they ask, are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? And right now you're seeing that happiness and that joy out there on the court with Jackson Hayes translate to some really great play. Over the past week, he in in five games, he averaged 10 points on 60, 65% shooting alongside six rebounds. That's great. Off the bench, he's a spark plug. You want your bench units to just not lose the game for you. They're not starters. They don't need to be running up the score on people. They just need to hold the line, right? But the Pelicans bench has been beating people. And against Sacramento Kings the other night, it was the bench unit that gave New Orleans that big lead. And a big part of that was Jackson Hayes. Three steals in that game for him, leading an end-to-end break, getting up and then slamming down the ball on Zion Lobs to him. It's beautiful to see that energy he has, how emphatic he is after some of the great plays he makes. This team needs a guy like that, that spark plug off the bench. 
It's only worth it if you enjoy it. And right now, Jackson A's is certainly enjoying playing basketball. Just like you can enjoy a Michelob Ultra at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. Again, it's only worth it if you enjoy it. If you're drinking something and you hate it because it's going to make you feel terrible, you know, you just can't handle that in your body. Don't drink it. It's not worth being miserable for and you're not going to be miserable drinking a Michelob Ultra. So are you happy because you win or do you win because you're happy? Don't forget tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central, live locker room chat. Download the app on your iOS device. I promise you Androids are coming soon. And talk with me about the team. I've got questions for you. I want to hear your thoughts on the team. Feel free to ask me any questions you guys might have as well. I'm looking forward to it. These have been a lot of fun. Had to reschedule after last week and the game tonight. But tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central, let's talk about how awesome Zion Williamson is. One thing I do want to mention before moving on to the transactions for New Orleans stuff going on with Isaiah Thomas letting Will Magnego go out of his two-way contract. Keep an eye on Zion in these final 18 games of the season. He has been improving, improving, improving. In December, he averaged 19.4 points per game. January, he averaged 25.8 points per game. February, 27.3 points per game. March, 28.7 points per game. And then in April so far... 31 points per game. He's been unstoppable. Like I said, I wanted to look at all of the crap lineups they've thrown out there with him, and he's still getting it done, and no one seems to have an answer for him. I can't wait to see what he's capable of doing. So while the schedule might not be as easy as we think, Zion's been getting better, and B.I. seems to kind of get him back into his own form. Those two guys are going to carry you pretty far. That's probably why New Orleans can't really tank. It would be like a stealth tank, if anything like that, because of the improvement of Zion just kind of evolving like a, a damn Pokemon or something like that. So some roster moves for your New Orleans Pelicans. We had the 10-day contract of Isaiah Thomas expire. And according to Andrew Lopez of ESPN, right now, it doesn't sound like they're going to sign him to another 10-day contract just yet. They also recently waived two-way player Will Magne and signed James Nunnally to a two-way contract. Don't expect too much from Nunnally here. I think he's more just brought in to provide shooting should the team need it. This is a guy who's 30. You don't really see guys of that age on a two-way deal. But in an extensive European basketball career, he hasn't really had any run in the NBA. But he has played in Greece, Puerto Rico, Spain, Israel, Italy, Turkey, and China. And he also helped. Um, he also got to back-to-back EuroLeague Final Four appearances in 2016, 2017, and 17, 18, and won the championship in 2017. And then earned the Italian League MVP honors the following following the 2015-2016 season. Basically, he's a 45% shooter from three in the Euro League. This is all according to the Pelicans PR um, announcement that they send out. He played at UC Santa Barbara, and he's played in 28 career NBA games with Atlanta, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and Houston. It's maybe just cheap shooting. So the reason the Pelicans have to get kind of creative right now and are maybe signing this guy that normally would take like a veteran minimum deal is because they're about $250,000 away from the luxury tax. And this is not a team that you need to get into the luxury tax for. So this gives you some shooting in a way cheaper way than you potentially would have had it, but I wouldn't expect him to really make any sort of impact on this. Sucks for Will Magne, but he wasn't really playing for the team, and I think New Orleans is just looking to, hey, maybe we need to throw a shooter out there on the court right now. 
getting a guy like this in could potentially help them. Being that close to the luxury tax too is probably why they're not signing Isaiah Thomas to another 10-day contract just yet. However, they're one man below the minimum amount of contracts that you need to keep in the NBA. You can change that by converting a two-way deal to being a full NBA contract. It would most likely go to Najee Marshall. However, I think New Orleans wants to do that maybe on the last day of the regular season when it wouldn't cause them to dip into the luxury tax. That's kind of where New Orleans is with the roster moves right now. There's very minimal flexibility. You need to factor in incentives into this as well. And we don't need to get too much into that. But basically, New Orleans is trying to duck the luxury tax. I wouldn't be shocked if they bring Isaiah Thomas back at some point just to kind of keep some guys on there. But at that point, it's not too big of a deal and they should be able to avoid the luxury tax um, and, and different things like that. So it's going to be a bit of a balancing act with their roster. That's why they're kind of making moves now, not because any of these guys matter, right? But because they need to kind of juggle a couple of things here and there. And then maybe, maybe you see them bring a guy like Will Magne back later on, particularly if Najee Marshall is converted. Um, Marshall has been getting time. You know, they, they probably want to take a look at him next season and don't want to potentially lose him. So I think it would be uh, a great decision and someone that they can probably bring back on a non-guaranteed deal next season too. So I think we'll end up seeing him get converted to a full NBA contract and sign, but I don't think it'll be till later in the year when it's in the best interest of the team as they kind of manage all of these contracts and juggle all of this, um, which also partially came out of the JJ Redick trade where they actually brought more salary back, but they're not done making moves, but those moves are more for luxury tax purposes because the last thing you want is to dip into the tax this year even for a little bit and then potentially have to pay it next year or the year after that and if you're ended up in like repeater tax territory where instead of paying one to one in the luxury tax you pay two to one or one and a half to one it can get up to five to one it's not what you want to do because of this team you want to if you're going to spend that you want it to be on a title contending team if you're here in new orleans and that is not what this team is so don't get that repeater tax started ticking yet so look for new orleans to try and duck that as best they can. So we'll get into tonight's game against the New York Knicks coming up here in just a second. But before we do that, today's episode of Locked On Pelicans is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Seriously, I just ordered their their churro marshmallow puff bars. They're light, they're airy. You'd have no idea that these things are healthy for you. I, I don't get what sort of wizardry they do to make these things healthy for you. And if you look at all of the flavors they have and how delicious all of these things are, you're not going to understand it either. The good news is, they are. Despite these bars being covered in 100% real chocolate, which just makes them a little bit better and not miserable to eat, these bars are soft, they're easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. 19 grams of protein in just 180 calories or 17 grams of protein in just 130 calories. You're not wasting all the cardio you just did at the gym if you eat one of these things. That's perfect. I eat one every single day, um, often as a meal replacement for lunch, and they're delicious, and I enjoy every bite that I take. I really do. I kind of look forward to eating these things. So if you want to give them a try, go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your next order. That is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at BuiltBar.com. 
Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but the NBA, MLB, and NHL are all in full swing. And Bet Online covers everything awards, TV shows, even reality TV. And they have real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. You want to get in on the second half of a game? They've got you covered with there. They have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code locked on over at bet online your online sportsbook experts don't forget live chat on the locker room app tomorrow 6 p.m central we normally do them every wednesday at 6 p.m but there's a game tonight so we don't need to kind of conflict with that instead we'll just push it to tomorrow let's talk about zion williamson let's talk about brandon ingram do they fit long term what does new orleans need to do to make the postseason what do they need to do to build a title contending team in the future because there's some flaws on this roster make sure you join me it's been a whole lot of fun i've got questions for you you're welcome to ask me whatever you'd like as well so make sure you join me on the locker room app at 6 p.m. tomorrow. So it's a game day as New Orleans takes on the New York Knicks, the surprising New York Knicks who are in playoff contention as their eighth in the Eastern Conference, led by Tom Thibodeau in his first year. They look legitimate. Like, like, like a legitimately average team, I should say, which for them is like amazing, right? That's like a championship season given some of the recent history that they've had. They're led by a guy we know very well, Julius Randle, who this year has just blossomed under Thibodeau. 23 points per game, 10.7 rebounds, 6 assists. He's shooting 40% from deep on 5 attempts per game. Oh, by the way, he's also playing defense, like actively trying on defense. He's not just a turnover machine, though he's averaging 3 half per game and just getting the ball and going to the rim he's doing a whole lot of good and I wouldn't be shocked if he's in the running for most improved player this season just based on his buy-in on that end of the basketball court and frankly Thibodeau should probably get some uh, coach of the year love for it even though I don't think he's going to ultimately end up winning but Julius Randle has been legitimately good was an all-star this year for the New York Knicks and kind of love everything that he has been doing for him and I'm a believer in this kind of resurgence for him it's weird to think about what his age is he's only 26 years old right now seems way older than that and he basically didn't play his rookie year other than I think it was seven total minutes that he played sorry 14 total minutes 14 total minutes minutes his rookie season so young guy still basically 25 year old player who's having a breakout breakout year for the New York Knicks this matchup though could go very well in New Orleans favor I look at the Knicks in a similar vein to the Philadelphia 76ers try and pound the ball inside with Julius Randle and RJ Barrett and then kick it out to open shooters once the defense kind of collapses but that's what New Orleans already does right they're walling off the rim and if you can't get into the paint their whole drive and kick scheme doesn't really work they're 28th in terms of three points uh in terms of three pointers attempted in the league they take just under 30 per game now they shoot it well they're ninth best in the league at 37 and a half percent but if the driving kick game isn't there and if the passing lanes aren't quite what they're expecting it could throw their whole offense off and this is where steven adams is really going to come into play because that's who's going to get the assignment of julius randall in this one and he handled joel Embiid. If he can handle Julius Randle, who's a bit more straight line driver and a bit of more of a bull, and which Embiid can do, but isn't quite the same, more of a post player. If he can keep Julius Randle out of the paint, I think New Orleans has a really good chance in this one because despite the resurgent defense somewhat for the um, New York Knicks, they're third in the league, but 
you know, it's it's the Eastern Conference to a degree. I don't I don't know if they're going to be able to stop Zion Williamson. Julius Randle's been good down low, but I mean, come on, right? Like that's not a guy that's really going to be able to do a whole lot. You know, they've got Nerlens Noel. Maybe he can. Length tends to bother Zion a little bit, but as I mentioned in the last segment, the numbers that he's been improving every every month. Nerland's Noel, like maybe I'm, I'm not really sure if he's going to be able to get it done. And Mitchell Robinson is out for them in this game. So Zion should be able to feast. And if he's able to do that, I think New Orleans can get this win. And after that, you know, you have a chance to stretch this winning streak out that put them at four games. The game after this one is at the Washington Wizards before they go back up to New York to play the Knicks again. If they can go 3-0 and in this and turn it into a six-game winning streak, they're really in the thick of the play-in tournament race and that's exactly what New Orleans needs and this is a stretch to do it I think you can definitely get this against the New York Knicks at least try and split these games which I think would be a big moral victory for New Orleans but that's why you play the games that's why we're gonna have to wait to see I will not be at this game tonight I'm gonna be getting my second COVID shot and just chilling after that so hopefully I'm not feeling too bad to be able to record a podcast late at night for you all but if things are a little bit weird on Thursday. That would be why. So thank you all for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison at Nola Jake on Twitter, and we'll be back with you all hopefully tomorrow to recap the game.